I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're looking for more information on any of our sponsors, or perhaps you want to hear a replay of a past show, make sure to visit the davidpollockshow.com. There, you'll also find our latest articles, links to our social media, and opportunities to become a sponsor yourself. So remember to visit the davidpollockshow.com. Hey friends, David Pollock here. If you're craving the best soft serve ice cream around, Topper's Creamery's got you covered. Serving the Apopka community for over a decade, Topper's is known for the finest old-fashioned custard-style soft-serve ice cream in a variety of flavors, from their French vanilla bean to exciting specials like German chocolate cake. But the experience doesn't end there. Be sure to grab a fresh-baked waffle cone or a sundae topped with my favorite, the fresh-baked brownies. They even offer pup cups for your four-legged friends. So hurry in to Topper's Creamery in Apopka, South 512 Hunt Club Road. Make sure to tell them David sent you. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute, I tell you. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell... I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to the David Pollock Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting david pollock show it's like a stimulus check for america's mind and it's not costing the taxpayers a dime so welcome back to the show do we have an exciting show for you tonight we're going to be talking about trump the bidens and ufos i should have had the x-files song queued up there i we missed the opportunity there look it's what everybody's talking about I mean, they added three indictments now to uh, superseding indictments to this uh, federal case against Trump down in Florida. The January 6th case is still looming any day now. Apparently, uh, Trump on True Social said the grand jury is expected to pass down an indictment any day, even though they've denied that being the case. Secret Service is preparing for it. So clearly they're getting ready for an indictment. Maybe it'll come on a Tuesday after the show, like every other indictment seems to come. Uh, Fulton County is gearing up. And actually today... Uh, there was uh, a ruling that just came down where Trump's attorneys uh, were trying to get the prosecutor, the district attorney, Fannie Willis, um, off of the case, and um, they blocked that. So she will still remain involved. And the idea there um, is that essentially they haven't indicted him yet, and so they're not interfering or intervening um, before the case. But, guys, that... um, that Georgia case has me concerned. And um, I'll tell you, it's Fulton County. Uh, we all know what happened in Fulton County in 2020, allegedly. <laughs> That's the very basis uh, in which he's being um, potentially indicted in Georgia for, questioning the outcome. Fulton County, you guys might remember that. It was like midnight. Trump's way ahead. Of course, I'm not leading any conclusions here. Trump's way ahead. A water main breaks or something. Some kind of power outage, maybe somewhere else. 
all of a sudden, oh, we have to close down Fulton County and all these other polling stations. And then uh, there was video with those suitcases of ballots being dragged out from under a table. Don't know what happened to those. And, um, you know, some interesting stuff going on there. So what makes me concerned about Fulton County is this isn't a place that we can trust. I don't imagine they'll be as nice to him as they were in New York. I assume they're going to try to give him that booking picture. They're really going to want to have that, the full value of that indictment. Um, something you might not know, Fulton County is under a civil rights investigation because their jails are overcrowded and unsanitary. Now, I don't know. Bad things happen when people go to jail, and I'm not saying they'll send Trump to jail and he'll have Secret Service around him, but boy, that's starting to sound like a cover story. An historically damaged jail and something bad happens to Trump. I'm worried about Fulton County. I think they're going to get an indictment for him. I, I think they're going to try to convict him there. If they don't remove the case out of Fulton County, he's not going to have a partial jury there. Um, and whether or not he actually will serve time for it or who knows what will happen in that case. But um, look, we all know that all of these indictments, the, the subsequent indictments, I'm going to talk about this a lot in the second half of the show. I'm just leading it up to you right now. But uh, all of these indictments uh, are all for one purpose, and we all know it. I mean, every one of them rolls your eyes. And I'll go through our latest poll numbers to show you how much you do not care about these indictments that are actually helping Trump. So we're going to talk about that in the second half of the show. Um, we'll also talk about Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal falling apart and all that fun stuff. That's coming up later in the show. And of course, um, we also have to talk about that he, uh, closed door hearing on Capitol Hill with Devin Archer. Uh, a lot of speculation with whether or not he was given that testimony. And there's some things coming out. And I'll share that with you in the second half of the show. But for the first half of this show, we're going to talk about aliens. That's right, folks. It's 2023. Whistleblowers are testifying in front of Congress, telling them that there are aliens. That's right. Captured spacecraft cra captured aliens and the united states government has it all and we just are now being told about it by these whistleblowers and people are still talking about biden and hunter and and trump and indictments and guys they're aliens <laughs> this should be a bigger deal right i mean i could just imagine the mothership floating over there could be like a maybe a press conference at the White House on the lawn or something. Joe Biden is is wandering around. Uh, his dogs are chasing Secret Service agents, biting them in the ankles. Commander and and general or whatever the other one's name is. They all bite people. <laughs> I'm sure Joe Biden bites people, too. It might not even be the dogs. They may be getting bit by Joe and they're just saying it's the dogs. But but here's the deal. Um, an alien spaceship can fly over uh, the, the lawn of a press conference. And the first question they would shout would be about Hunter or about Trump. They wouldn't even care. <laughs> and so I'm going to play some audio for you. Gabe, this is going to be cut one. About some of the things that were said at this UFO, or they call them UAPs, but guys, just like Pluto isn't a planet, but I still call it a planet. They might not be UFOs anymore, but they're still UFOs, okay? They call them UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. But, um... Anyway, cut one, Gabe. Do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs? Uh, absolutely, based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years. And, and, and where? I know the exact locations, and, and those locations were provided to the inspector general. Has any of the activity uh, been aggressive, been um, hostile? 
in your reports? Uh, I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured. And uh, the that? activity... I gotta, I by, by UAPs or by, by people within the, the federal government? Both. If you were me... Aliens and feds hurt look? people. Listen up. Titles, programs... That's AOC, by the way. Departments. I'd be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically. And I would say, and I've told people that you, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels. But if you know where to look and who to talk to, which is exactly what Mr. Grush can point you, then you, then you have them. You hear that? So and, and, <laughs> there you have it, guys. And I have more clips that I'm going to share with you from that hearing. It's fascinating. It's two hours and 30-something minutes of expert, well, these three whistleblowers, uh, pilots and, and, and people familiar uh, with with. I guess UFO stuff, basically telling everybody on Congress that that they're aliens and and the beef they had essentially was why is this outside um, of the appropriations process? Why don't we know um, about these aliens? Uh, and, and why? And is there congressional oversight? That was the big issue they were having: is why is all this happening without um, congressional oversight? What I find very interesting, very interesting, and you know what. Pause there. Let's, Gabe. Let's take cut three real quick. If you have it queued up, this talks about how the uh, how they fund these things. Yeah, and that and that's sort of what the heart of the issue is. Why Congress cares? And that's this is this is as a result of your previous government work. Have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself of non-human origin craft? Yes, I personally interviewed those individuals. <clears throat> Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself about ATs, advanced technologies that the U.S. government It's kind has? of a long clip, but it's interesting. Uh, based on uh, conventional uh, advanced tech, I was briefed to uh, the preponderance of the defense departments, both space and aerospace department of programs, yeah. Do you have knowledge or do you have reason to believe that there are programs in the advanced tech space that are unsanctioned? Unsanctioned. Uh, yes, I do. Happening outside okay. of the purview and, of Congress. And when you say that they're above congressional oversight, what do you mean? A uh, complicated question. Uh, so there's, you know, some, I would call it abuse here. So congressional oversight of conventional spe special access programs, and I'll use Title 10, so DOD as an example, right? So 10 U.S. Code Section 119 discusses congressional oversight of SAPs, discusses uh, the, the DEPSECDEF's ability to waive congressional reporting, However, the Gang of Eight is at least supposed to be notified if a you know waived or waived big. And that's the issue here. They're not telling people in Congress about this. Public law. Well, so that how does I mean Listen I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. how does a program like that get funded? I will give you generalities. I can get very specific in a closed session, uh, but a mis misappropriation of funds and uh, that? does that mean that does that mean that there is money in the budget that is said to go to a program, but it doesn't, and it goes to something else? Yes, I have specific knowledge of that. You can yep. cut it Do there. Do you Gabe. think U.S. corporations are over overcharging? You, you hear this, guys? So, what Congress's issue is, guys, we're not paying. For, we're not funding this program specifically. Um, we don't know about it. We're completely, look, this is an entire organ. You talk about the deep state, right? <laughs> what you're hearing and whistleblowers testifying that there is a deep state and they have aliens and aliens have hurt people. And the United States government has hurt people protecting this secret. According to these whistleblowers, not only that, this program is funded through companies that do business with the United States government overcharging for things. 
and then giving that money back to these black ops types programs, guys. When $6 billion goes missing in Ukraine, is this where the money is going? So here's the question. And, and I find it fascinating that, that this isn't a bipartisan. I mean, this is a, seems to be a bipartisan issue. Like you heard, AOC was just as curious about this as some of the Republicans were. And, you know, so the question is this, right? Are these things United States government technology and they're being funded because we don't want people to know or our adversaries know what we're doing. So they're kind of making it seem as if there are UFOs flying around out there, but they're not really UFOs, but it's kind of a smoke screen. So our enemies don't know what we have potentially. Um, are they really here? Potentially. Or, and here's, here's a, uh, a lot of things people are saying, guys, this is a distraction. All the stuff that's going on in Washington with Joe Biden and Trump and all these political persecutions, this alien stuff is a distraction, potentially. And that theory kind of makes sense. I'm going to tell you why. Whistleblowers, right, talking about aliens, little green men. And the Democrats have no problem with this line of questioning when Republicans are in charge of Congress. When have Democrats ever gone along with anything? That Republicans did regardless. You remember we talked about the sound of freedom and we talked about how somehow that became a partisan issue and, and Democrats were speaking out against somehow awareness for sex trafficking with minors. I don't understand how that became political. Aliens certainly should become political, but they haven't. So are they trying to maybe use people's disbelief to discredit the idea of whistleblowers? Because let's talk about what's happening right now with, with whistleblowers. We talked about um, we talked about the whistleblower talking about Hunter Biden dealings. Maybe they're trying to take then the two whistleblowers previously that were credited with making that sweetheart deal fall apart. Do you think maybe this is part of the same government that's going after Trump to try to discredit the whistleblowers that are trying to go after Biden? Who knows? It's possible. We're going to go to a quick break, but when we come back, I have longtime Army aviator Chuck Nad coming on the show. He's flown airplanes for the U.S. government. I want to know what he thinks, if he's seen any aliens, what he thinks about the possibility of them existing. Um, and so and Top Gun is perfect for this, by the way. And so we'll talk about that right after break. So do not go anywhere. The David Pollitt Show will be right back. With today's economic environment, it's never been more important to secure your hard-earned wealth for you and your family's future. FinSec Life works to offer industry-leading customer service to help successful individuals and businesses protect their wealth. Whether it's a business succession plan, estate liquidity, or a variety of life and long-term care policies, FinSec Life can help deliver peace of mind, knowing that if something happens, you or your company is taken care of. Visit FinSecLife.com. That's F-I-N-S-E-C Life.com. Securities offered through Valmark Security, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Valmark Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. FinSec Life is a separate entity from Valmark Securities, Inc. and Valmark Advisors, Inc. Now it's time for your Mortgage Minute, brought to you by the Joe Onofrey Mortgage Team. Hey guys, Joe Onofrey here with Novus Home Mortgage. Are you in the market to buy a new home? Whether you're a first-time home buyer looking for down payment assistance or a seasoned home buyer looking to sell and buy a new, we can add clarity to the horrible job the media plays and what we really have going on in our markets. With an in-depth mortgage consultation, you'll feel more confident in how to navigate the perceived complexities of our real estate marketplace. We offer all forms of financing, including non-traditional lending options. 
Are you self-employed and wish you could provide bank statements to prove your income? We offer that program. So stop waiting for the perfect time and give us a call today. 407-720-8514 or go to LenderJoe.com and book a call that works for you. Joe Onifree, Novus Home Mortgage, NMLS number 1473557. My first question to you right off the top, how close are we to seeing visual evidence, photos, videos? You know, Americans have heard the claims, the whistleblowers' allegations of government UFO programs. We've heard from lawmakers like yourself, Senator Marco Rubio, but people are ready for visual proof. Where is it? Yeah. Well, it's out there. If you'll go on YouTube and watch Tic Tac video, it's just <laughs> Google it, Tic Tac Video. They've had a special on 60 Minutes. It's been covered in some of the major news outlets, um, mainly the, pre, uh, the, uh, the printed medium, not so much the visual medium like your, yourselves. And, um, and it basically shows a craft that they are chasing, uh, that our Navy pilots, these are the best in the world. And you can, it's audio and visual and video. And, um, and you hear them saying, you know, these guys, they're just laughing because they can't keep up with them. And um, and it looks like a little Tic Tac candy. Okay, um, so it's Tic Tac, not Tic Tac. Just just to confirm. No, <laughs> Good, there, yeah, everybody always says, "Hey." You see, I'm glad he was able to explain because when I first heard that video too, I'm like, "Oh man, here's another boomer calling Tic Tac Tic Tac." Yeah, Tic Tac Tic Tac sounds like something Joe Biden would say at a press conference. Like, we need a band, Tic Tac. That tick, you know the thing, man. Scumbag, boom, 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 boom. But no, he's talking about. Uh, those videos, and you guys might remember those videos. That was a really big deal, and they used some kind of new radar that kind of showed these things going around. But why hear it from me? Let's go to some guy who's actually one of those pilots that the congressman was talking about that saw those TikTok tic tac. Well, you haven't. He maybe have seen it. I don't know if he is, but he knows what it's like to fly an airplane. Chuck Ned, welcome back to the David Pollock Show. Hey, David. Good to be with you. Thank you so much for being here. So I think you heard me talking about the little green men or whatever color they might be walking around. Uh, oh man. Could you imagine if they're little green men, the left would have a whole new group of people to go out and say, uh, white nationalists are racist against it's a, we're standing up for the little green men. Oh God forbid. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so what do you think you've been in the, in the cockpit of it, in a cockpit of a helicopter and an airplane and, you ever seen any TikTok Tic Tacs? I, I have not seen the TikTok Tic Tacs myself, but you know there there is a lot of reports out there, and 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 it kind of makes you wonder what's going on out there, uh, and, and and why. And look, there's a lot of people who are dedicating a lot of time and energy to figuring this out. And you know, something you said a few minutes ago in the last segment, I thought was you know really interesting. Dave, do you know how much the the U.S. Department of Defense spends every day? If you, if you had to just put a number on how much money goes out every day for the Department of Defense. Uh, I'm guessing billions. Yeah, $2.3 billion a day. So I, I guess, you know, the $842 billion, you divide that by 365. I mean, I think there's an enormous responsibility to be accountable for where that money is going. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people looking into this because there are credible pilots who have, who have seen things and reported things not knowing what they are. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it all develops. Yeah, I mean, and certainly, and I think that was, like I said earlier, that's Congress's beef. It's like we're appropriating all this money that unintentionally to a program that we have no control over. But at the same time, 
Isn't that good for national security, though? I mean, we don't want our adversaries knowing how much we spend on advanced weapon systems. And so certainly the UFO thing has always been the way to kind of have these secret facilities where we test experimental aircraft. And couldn't that be what this is? I mean, look, we're in the age of everything's on video. I mean, there's there's videos on TikTok, TikTok of people eating food in Walmart and things. And I mean, they put everything on video. I mean, even when they work out in the gym, they put it on TikTok. Or they they eat a salad, might, they put it on TikTok. And so, some of that food might turn you into a little green man too. So you got to watch out. With <laughs> exactly. So knowing that, isn't it possible then that all of this really, because why Why don't more people see this? Why don't more people see these UAPs? Or is the fact that maybe they're invisible to what we can see, and maybe that's why the radar's picked it up? I mean, why now, all of a sudden, after all the speculation, and, and again, people always report seeing things, but not a lot of people see it. Um, what do you think? Do you think these are real? Do you think these are coming from another planet or another solar system or somewhere? Or do you think this is really just U.S. stuff or maybe all a distraction? What do you think? Look at look at the, the frequency with which it's happening. I mean, we do have more things in the air now, right? So people are seeing things at a greater rate because there are more pilots in the sky. So, you know, whether they're a phenomenon that, that existed previously or is a, is a new technology, I think the one thing that we can say for certain is that there are more pilots in the sky. More people fly commercially than ever before. I mean, it's a new golden age of aviation. You've got more military pilots in the sky. So it's not a coincidence that people are reporting things. And, you know, whatever these anomalies are, I think the, what everyone agrees is, is we need to figure out what they are, right? Uh, whether that means that it's our technology that we're going to figure out in a number of years when, when it comes to light, or if it's an adversary that we have to figure out as soon as possible. I think everybody can agree that it, it needs to come to light. And I, again, I think there are a lot of people working really hard and dedicating their lives to making that happen. So, so I guess, so do you think, what, what, what's Chuck Dad's opinion? Do you think they're really from outside our, our, our atmosphere inside? I mean, what do you think? What do you think they are? Based on everything so. you're hearing. I don't think so. I think, I think we're seeing something uh, that we can't explain. I, you know, who knows if it's a, a visual illusion or if, it's, or if it's something that we've you know, been able to recover. That, that, you know, without seeing the evidence, it's, it's tough to have a concrete opinion. But certainly, again, it, it is, I mean, I trust these pilots who are going up and they're saying that they see something. And that's a, that's a tangible view. Yeah. So I think it's something of this world. I think it's something that we cannot explain. And I think that's why we have our best and brightest minds really, really devoted to figuring out what's going on here. So I'm going to, I'm going to play a cut for you. Gabe, this is going to be cut too. And this is, they describe exactly what these pilots that you're referring to, the things they've seen and reported. Um, this is what they're saying that they saw um, and what the things that they did. This is cut to cut to go ahead, Gabe. How do you know that these were not our aircraft? Some of the behaviors that we saw in a working area, we would see these objects uh, being at 0.0 Mach, that's zero airspeed over certain pieces of the ground. So what that means, just like a river, if you throw a bobber in, it's gonna float downstream. These objects were staying completely stationary in category four hurricane winds. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds, 1.1, 1.2 Mach. Uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't, I don't have an explanation for. So there you hear of it. That's what they're doing. I mean, they're saying that they don't know that United States government has that technology. I certainly hope our adversaries don't have that technology. I mean, I know we have China has balloons that can seemingly cross our airspace. 
<laughs> with with no weapons on it and not get shot down until it passes straight through our country over every sensitive military installation. To, but certainly nothing like that. So based on those descriptions, I mean, that's certainly not anything you've ever seen fly, right? No, it hasn't. It isn't. And it's, I mean, it is, I think the, the analogy with, uh, with a bottle in the river is just such a great analogy, right? When you go up in the air, you're going to get pushed in one direction or another. And they, you know, somehow were able to identify that there was no airspeed and, and, and a directionless travel. And I, I mean, it's fascinating, right? It's, there is no explanation, which is why this is a story. And frankly, why so many people who are following it are just so fascinated about it because there's something that we can't explain. And in, in an age where it's, you know, almost everything has been explained in a scientific way. There's, there's a real phenomenon here that we don't have a good answer to yet. And I think that's why it's drawn so much interest, so much fascination. And unfortunately it's not something that I've personally witnessed myself, but you know, if what they're describing is true. It's something again, that we really need to get to the bottom of. Yeah. Well, what's, and what's interesting about it now. So now this bell has been rung. You have whistleblowers saying they've seen these things. They, you have whistleblowers saying that they know that the government has this technology. They're reverse engineering it. You have, we, we, it's, it's out there. So why not come clean at this point? Why not say, if it's not advanced weapons technology owned by the United States, why not come clean and just say, you know what? <laughs> you guys you got us. Uh, we have these aliens. And what happened in 1950 wasn't a weather balloon. Uh, we don't know what they are. Uh, we don't know if they're friendly, but we're doing everything to get to the bottom of it. Why not just come clean? Well, I think there's always a lot of strategy involved in thinking about what you release and what you don't release publicly, right? You see this all the time with criminal cases, you know, when they're trying to catch a serial killer or something like that, right? They don't want to give, you know, too much because maybe they're still trying to figure something out. I think more than anything, it it, it shows that there are a lot of people who are trying to figure this out, right? And who are trying to get to the bottom of it. So if anything, what I get from that is that there is a lot of open questions, not just among the general public, but also the people who are very smart on this and, and really trying to figure it out. So maybe it's anybody's guess, David. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I, would, would you would you uh, would you hazard to guess? You know what what these unworldly bodies are I, doing? I, I mean, look, there's three arguments. One of them is it's ours, and we're just you know this is a just to keep our enemies guessing. The other one is just a big distraction. These uh, you know these whistleblowers are really just just trying to keep you focused on things that are that they don't want you to see it's a shiny object and the other the other argument that i made is maybe they're trying to discredit whistleblowers and make them look silly i don't know i do know that there's renaissance paintings and you guys can look this up this is a real thing there's in the renaissance paintings in the 1300s a lot of the religious um uh, a lot of the religious paintings that have like depictions of jesus or virgin mary in the sky now the one argument is you know these are angels um and a lot of these pictures of angels descending from the heavens but there's several pictures um, of of Renaissance paintings with what looks like aliens in the sky. <laughs> so apparently it's been going on for a long time. There's the mysteries about the pyramids. Chuck, I don't think we'll ever know, but it's fun to keep guessing. It, it, it's definitely got America's imagination going. Look, I hope we have alien technology and we can take advantage of it because we need to go and explore our universe. I think we're getting unsettled. And as a result, we're fighting with each other here on Earth. So maybe it'd be good for us to start exploring other planets and moving humanity forward in a, in a united way. So we're not just fighting with each other about politics. That's my hope. But Chuck, thank hey, you so much. Enemy. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully not an enemy, a common friend, right? I don't want to go to war with aliens with, with better technology. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. Well, Chuck, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I appreciate having you back, and thank you for your insight. Thank you for your service and your many years flying uh, planes for us and helicopters for us. 
Um, so thank you for being part of the show. Thanks so much, David. Always great to talk to you. Great show. Thank you. All right, guys, don't go anywhere. David Pollitt Show will be back right after the break. David Pollock here. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you're looking for more information on any of our sponsors, or perhaps you want to hear a replay of a past show, make sure to visit the davidpollockshow.com. There you'll also find our latest articles, links to our social media, and opportunities to become a sponsor yourself. So remember to visit the davidpollockshow.com. Business owners, are you sick of dealing with those big-name telecommunications companies that leave you frustrated with terrible customer service and then lock you into long-term contracts? That's why I want to introduce you to my friends over at Public Telephone Company. They are an industry-leading VOIP provider offering all-in-one business communication solutions that are completely contract-free with competitive pricing. But perhaps the best part, they're all about supporting their customers with U.S.-based customer service, and they're always willing to go the extra mile. Don't let your phone company drive you mad. Call Public Telephone Company today at 877-314-4080 or visit them at publictelephonecompany.com. That's publictelephonecompany.com. Are you an insurance agent or property manager looking for a reliable and accurate property inspection? Floridian Property Consultant specializes in citizens insurance packages and replacement cost appraisals so you can get bound quickly, easily, and accurately. FPC's experienced inspectors will make sure each assessment meets all the insurance carrier standards while ensuring that you don't pay for more than you need. Work with a company that respects your time and budget as much as you do. Visit online at FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. That's FloridianPropertyConsultants.com. Welcome back to the David Pollack Show. Look, we got a busy show. We're talking, a, we're covering a lot of ground today. But if you want to try to call in, if you can get through, the number is 407 774 8255. Again, the number is 407 774 8255. And if we can get you on the show, we will. Um, we're going to switch gears for a minute. Um, and we're going to, uh, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, we're going to uh, talk about Trump because that's what people want to talk about Trump, Biden, and UFOs. We talked about UFOs. Uh, who knows, like I said, what is going on out there? Maybe they're real. Maybe they're not. That's for you all to figure out, not for me to tell you. I just give you the information, and then you decide what to do with it. So, And you can always research things and call in, give us your opinions and all that fun stuff. Um, but now I want to turn to Trump because, man, the world is becoming an interesting place. As I mentioned earlier, um, you know, there was uh, superseding indictments added to uh, what was already going on. Um, and, and this one, you know, alleges essentially that uh, somebody who did security for Trump and they, they, they reference the boss told me to erase these videos. And, and it also with respect to something that had to do with Iran, but essentially they're talking about now Trump did these other things that they knew about, by the way, before they did uh, the previous indictment. So why they held this and they're adding indictments now, you know, the people who argue that this is a completely a political indictment, this certainly adds fuel to that argument, considering uh, why would the DOJ be adding indictments that to, on issues that they knew about before originally charging him? What was the rush to charge him if they were still investigating things? Why are they adding things now? 
And in this latest one, they talk about Carlos D'Alveria, um, basically saying the, the boss was requesting that he was to uh, delete security camera footage. Now, for you to believe that Trump personally talks to these people and not uses people to talk to him, I don't know. And, they, you know, if you believe what Fulton County is saying and they're trying to use racketeering um, as a basis uh, to charge um, Trump, um, maybe they're trying to have like associates and kind of shake him up the, uh, the, the ladder. I don't know. But it's all very suspicious. But needless to say, and I'll sh- read you guys some polls here, okay? Because polls, what do polls matter, right? If we were to believe the polls leading up to 2016, Hillary Clinton would be president. We still use polls. I mean, it's still a good snapshot into what people are thinking, even if uh, they are favored one way or the other. But I never believe for a second that polls are uh, slanted towards Trump. <laughs> so let's talk about what all these indictments mean. Well, for Trump supporters, it seems nothing because he's leading 27 points over Ron DeSantis. 27 points over Ron DeSantis. That's a lot. <laughs> if uh, he leads him by 54% to 17% with no other candidate topping 3% in the support poll, guys. That's a lot. And more than that, you've got to look at these other ones. Mike Pence, 3%. Tim Scott, 3%. Nikki Haley, 3%. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Chris Christie at 2%. I'm interested that Ramaswamy seemed to be gaining for a while. Now he seems to be dropping back a little. I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe some excitement fading. But another poll shows that if it was Trump, Versus DeSantis, one-on-one, 62% to 31%, the poll found that people favor Trump over DeSantis. Now, I don't, I'm not going to get into yet the, uh, the you know, DeSantis and all of that controversy. Uh, but what I am saying is these indictments are not hurting Trump. And if that was the goal, clearly that's not going to happen. It seems that Trump's base is solidifying around him. These indictments aren't going to change that. So... I don't know. They're going to keep trying, just like with two impeachments, in a, a, a Mueller investigation to a fake Russia hoax. I mean, all, you guys got to remember what they put this man through. It hasn't stopped him yet. But need proof? There was a rally in Pennsylvania over the weekend. Thousands and thousands and thousands waited online in the heat to turn out. They are still supporting Trump. And back on the show is my good friend, Mark Naughton. He's an independent journalist, and he was at that rally. Mark, why don't you tell us what you saw? How's the enthusiasm for our former president? Do you think these indictments are hurting him at all? So uh, thanks for having me back on. Welcome back. Uh, David, yeah, thank you so much. I think I'll go in sort of reverse order. Uh, At this point, no. Uh, More indictments, uh, the better in terms of his, his favorability. That's the trend I'm seeing. I've asked the people this question. This is, in my opinion, this is I'm, I'm given the feedback of interviewing at this point, uh, probably close to 100, uh, you know, Trump supporters. And, you know, I think you see the, the commonality of any time somebody, you know, your friend, your family, just some guy in the neighborhood gets invited. That's automatically a very negative. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think that, too. Two indictments are, you know, of course, we're talking separate locations, certainly doesn't look good. But once you hit that three mark, right, once you hit that, you're like, you know, it, it's, it's almost comical. It's almost, uh, you know, con- it's not even concerning anymore as far as, you know, uh, you know, what the indictments are about. But now people say they're just they're just going after them. And now um, now when with three or more coming, the people 
they're 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 no longer paying attention even even to the complaints. They just they just don't believe them. Yeah, and you know a lot of people have said that before. I mean, they talked about uh, not wanting that New York indictment to be first because it was the weakest one, and maybe that was a good argument because they're like, oh, the Fulton County one's much stronger, and that's still coming, and the federal government's still doing, you know, the DOJ is still doing their investigation, and so yeah, I mean, look, we set it off with the the uh, no pun intended trumped up charges in New York um, for a business records violation that was escalated to a, pe- a felony that 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 obviously they're not going to be able to prove that case, but it doesn't matter. It was the first cut, right? And now the right. second one is here is this investi- this indictment and that's now up to like 40 counts in um, South Florida. And then, of course, this DOJ uh, investigation into January 6th, even though there was a whole impeachment um, right, right. that Trump was acquitted. I don't even know if you call it acquitted by the Senate, but he wasn't he wasn't impeached by the Senate, right. convicted by the Senate. But we're still going to try to convict the former president um, in, in now D.C., which, of course, they're trying to get a much more favorable uh, jury, I believe, in that jurisdiction. And then, of course, this r- potential racketeering case in Fulton County, which seems to be coming down any day. And now um, with a ruling today that essentially says that the um, prosecutor doesn't have to step down, I think she'll take this any day. And in, in Fulton County is not a good forum for Donald Trump. So certainly you're right. And I think I think the polls and like you mentioned, I think people are starting to just roll their eyes at it. And I don't care how serious the charges are, whether it's racketeering or I don't even know what they're going to charge him for out of uh, D.C. And then, of course, these, you know, failure to turn over documents or obstruction or all these other nonsense charges. Um, people don't care. They don't care. And the I mean, more that's good. I want to hit you with, with yeah. a quote just because, yeah. uh, you, know, the, you know, you said, you know, how the people feel. Uh, the people were strong there. The, the, the support was incredible, but the quote on this topic, uh, he said, and I quote, every time I get indicted, I consider it a badge of honor. Yeah. Okay. And I think, and the people cheered, uh, they were behind him. I just, I just think it goes to that question. Yeah. Well, and, now, and you interviewed, like you mentioned, a hundred people. So, I mean, besides the polls, what do people say about one, the indictments two what are they, I'm going to ask you first about the indictments. What is the general consensus then from the people you spoke to? Uh, they, they talk often about, uh, like I, I hear it multiple times, you know, about, uh, you know, the days of Stalin and, and you know, uh, all that time period where, you know, show me the man, I'll show you the crime yeah. kind of thing. And of course, I'm butchering it, but that's that's the point is, you know, remember, you know, in, in, in the criminal justice process, quote unquote, you can indict a ham sandwich. Everyone yeah. knows this. And, you know, the United States, we've always, always sort of, you know, we are you know, had that separation where we didn't target legally political opponents. And that sort of, you know, there was almost a, oh, so-and-so is above the law. They can't get indicted. Well, now, you know, come full circle. Now we're sort of getting that ham sandwich and uh, the public are seeing it. Uh, And again, I'm just speaking, you know, after, you know, from context from all these interviews is, they're they're done it you know it reminds me it just reminds me of remember the twitter files i read them they were long i read them but after like twitter files 28 (laughs) you you can't you can't keep up you have other things in life so as these indictments come out as these you know new superseding additions and special prosecutors the people they're not even interested anymore they're just writing it off they they don't even want to hear what what the quote unquote, you know, uh, probable cause statements and the crimes exist. They, they're, they're just not interested anymore. They have they have dug in their heels and, and they're behind them. It's obvious. Yeah. And, and I've talked about this from the very beginning when the Trump's first indictment came and what that meant 
um, for this country. And a lot of people argue that nobody's above the law. Nobody, uh, everybody who commits a crime should be prosecuted and all of these things. But we also heard Comey back when he was determining whether or not to charge Hillary Clinton back in association with the 2016 election saying, you know, I've looked at all. I don't have the quote, but I mean, he, he looked at everything and considering like he, he mentioned essentially that the high profileness of the case, he didn't have enough to make him want to charge her. I mean, I don't agree with Comey on a lot of things. <laughs> But Isn't that weird? It was, but at the same so, time, it kind of made so sense. Odd. Yeah, it was, but it made sense, kind of, because here's the deal. If Hillary Clinton was indicted in 2016, all the things we're saying about Trump would have been true for people who like Hillary and support Hillary. It would have Absolutely. seemed political. It would have caused people to feel like um, the justice system isn't fair. And the damage it could have done to the integrity of our justice system wasn't worth going after that. And, and that's the thing. So, you know, I think the same deference should have been given to Trump here. And, and, and I say that always. Look, the things they're charging him with, these are crimes they literally had to go on a fishing expedition for. They had to literally like, go to the one in New York. They had to invent new causes of action to charge him there. They're doing the same thing in Fulton County. They're doing the same thing with January 6th. And with all these obstruction of justice stuff. They don't even know which documents were classified or were not classified. You know, the, the way they're shaking down people, the pictures of the boxes that you don't know could or could not be. I mean, everything they're doing here puts so much distrust in the DOJ. And, and so, you know what, maybe everybody isn't above the law. Maybe Trump did do things that were improper, potentially. I'm not going to prejudge anything. I believe in the rule of law, and I do believe that our judges are going to give Trump a fair shake, hopefully. I don't know, though, with that being said, that any president can have a fair trial anywhere, considering everybody knows who they are, especially somebody as controversial as Trump. But that that's being supposed to happen. That's why there's an impeachment process. It's supposed to right. be of that level. It's supposed to be outside. Uh, can I can I give you another, another couple one? Yeah. Here? All right. So uh, when I talked about, the, you know, the crowd reaction, uh, you know, and I've listened in person to several Trump speeches, right? You know, Mary Largo and then, of course, you know, Bedminster last month, you know, post the Miami arraignment. Uh, anybody that thinks these speeches aren't involving and that they aren't uh, addressing new hot button topics are not listening to them. They're absolutely evolving. And the unique thing we talked about crossing that line uh, where you don't go after your political opponents and, you know, where Trump did not go after Hillary Clinton. And even like you said, Comey, uh, even though he laid out basically a, a, a probable cause statement and then he says he's not going after it, of course, the U.S. attorney could go after that's their job. But it didn't happen. That is the entire point. I think you know, you're definitely making. But here is here's uh, what he what he says. Right. Um, re Republicans get all the info, uh, but they do nothing about it. Of course, he's talking about, you know, uh, all the corruption and the crime. And he's and he said, um, any Republican that doesn't act on Democrat fraud should be immediately primaried. And then the final thing he said in the same line was he will he will appoint a, quote, real special prosecutor to expose the Biden corruption. Those that line of statements, those that is what invigorated this crowd uh, to the max. That's mm -hmm. the most I heard them cheer, of course, except for the beginning and the end. Uh, they. The, the crowd, the public, they are now on board with going after political opponents. Uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, this administration started that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, the boomerang effect is certainly not going to be good for the country. Hey, I got to take a quick break. Do you want to stick around for the second or the last half of the show or 
Last segment of the sure. show. All right, cool. Yeah. Stay on the line. Guys, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, more about Hunter Biden, the sweetheart deal falling apart, more about Trump. Uh, we're going to talk about everything that you guys want to talk about. Then maybe we'll get to some of your calls. So stick around. David Pollock will be right back. Did you know that every 40 seconds, someone in the United States suffers a stroke? And every three minutes and 14 seconds, someone dies from a stroke. These statistics are staggering, but even more surprising is the fact that stroke can affect people of all ages, with one in seven stroke sufferers being younger than 49. The Scott Cooper Smith Stroke Awareness Foundation is on a mission to spread awareness about stroke in younger individuals. In 2009, Scott Cooper Smith passed away unexpectedly from a stroke at just 32 years old, leaving behind a wife and a child. The foundation was started in his memory to connect stroke sufferers with the resources they need to overcome this devastating condition. If you want to help young families struggling with the impact of stroke, consider making a donation to the Scott Cooper Smith Stroke Awareness Foundation. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of those affected by stroke. Visit strokeawarenessfoundation.org to learn more and donate today. That's strokeawarenessfoundation.org. Hey friends, David Pollock here. If you're craving the best soft serve ice cream around, Topper's Creamery's got you covered. Serving the Apopka community for over a decade, Topper's is known for the finest old-fashioned custard-style soft serve ice cream in a variety of flavors, from their French vanilla bean to exciting specials like German chocolate cake. But the experience doesn't end there. Be sure to grab a fresh baked waffle cone or a sundae topped with my favorite, the fresh baked brownies. They even offer pup cups for your four-legged friends. So hurry in to Topper's Creamery in Apopka, South 512 Hunt Club Road. Make sure to tell them David sent you. Nobody can tell you. There's only one song worth singing. They may try and Welcome back to the final segment of the David Pollock Show. We are covering everything from Trump, the Bidens, and UFOs or UAPs or little green men or whatever. Uh, we're talking about it all tonight because that's what you guys are talking about. And it's your show. I just sit here and kind of quarterback it. But it's what you guys want to talk about and listen to, of course. Well, I'm back. Mark Naughton is still with us, independent journalist extraordinaire and a guy who's been to a lot of Trump events. He's been to Bedminster. He's been to Mar-a-Lago. He's been to this Trump rally. So he knows what people are thinking because he asks them. And so we're going to continue on this this idea, what you said um, right before the break. And it was really interesting that, you know, Trump mentioned appointing a special prosecutor and the crowd went nuts for that. Um, and that's exactly what they're going to want now. Now, Republicans are going to be out for blood when Trump wins because they're going to say, look what they did to you. Like they are calling for uh, the House Republicans to impeach Trump, uh, Biden, to impeach all of his um, uh, secretaries. I mean, there's already a call to do these impeachments now uh, when Trump is reelected. And he's already said he's going to drain the swamp for real. Um, I know he's going to have a challenge doing it, but at least he's already learned the hard lesson from the first few years of administration. That being said, there is there's going to be a lot of um, energy out there to really do to them what they've done to us. But here's what I think is going to happen. And I'm interested to get your take on this. Donald Trump has proven, regardless of what people say about Donald Trump, he is America first. 
that doesn't mean Republican first. That doesn't mean Democrat first. It doesn't mean Trump first. He's always put America first. When he first got into office, when he stood on that stage as his inauguration and said, I am not taking power from one party to the other. We're taking power from them and giving it back to you. Trump is not about Republican stuff or Democrat stuff. He's always been about what's best for America. He hasn't always even been a Republican. So I don't think, and remember, he tried to do, he didn't put Hillary in jail, first of all. Second of all, um, he tried to do bipartisan infrastructure bills with Democrats. He's tried to work with Democrats. They just refused to work with him. I think if Donald Trump is reelected, and maybe I'm wrong, I think if Donald Trump is reelected, he might appoint those special prosecutors. But I think he will do what's necessary to heal the country and say, look, they came after me, but I'm here anyway. And we're going to stop this nonsense right now. I think he'll clean house at the Justice Department. He'll restore integrity into the Justice Department. But I don't think Trump's going to do what they do because that's not Trump. He's not a tit for tat guy. I do think he will appoint a special prosecutor because the guy keeps his promises. And we can go through all the promises made and promises kept if we have time. But what do you think? Do you think he's going to put people in jail just as they did to him? Or do you think he's going to try to, you know, unify the country? What do you think Trump might do in term two? Yeah, as a, as a gambling man, I would put money on uh, he, he, will, he won't, right? Uh, and and that then you say that, that brings up the question, oh, is he just saying things to get elected? Uh, I don't necessarily, I think it's reality and elections are more complicated than that. The, the answer is I really don't know. But uh, I'm with you. I think the primary goal is to bring the country together, to have America win. And that shows he doesn't play well, play well with others, but that doesn't mean he has to be, he has to destroy others and throw them in jail and cause new problems for once he, you know, retires and is out of office. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm kind of, I'm actually completely with you. I think that he'll do what he sees best for the country at the time. If that currently is now what's best for the country is to say, intend or, or put in place a, a you know, a special prosecutor, then he may do that. Uh, and don't forget, you know, just appointing one, you know, and just yeah. developing probable cause and, and you know, laying out a, a criminal indictment doesn't even mean you have to pursue it, right? Exactly. You could, you know, show those things and perhaps uh, that's the sort of quote-unquote justice, right? Justice doesn't have to be someone behind bars. So I think that his judgment will, uh, you know, will, will kind of guide, you know, where it goes. And I don't think it's going to end up like almost anybody would imagine. Well, certainly. And, and that's the thing. I mean, look, and I've said this before. Yes, I'm conservative. And of course, I think these charges are a lot politically motivated. I'm not saying there isn't a basis. I'm going to be clear. I'm not delusional to think that the things they are alleging he did, they don't have. I'm not saying they're completely frivolous. I do think they are really going out of their way, though, to try to bring these claims. And I don't think they feel very good about their chances for success. I do believe that there is an element of political motivation in going over out of their way to bring these charges. And that's to hurt Donald Trump. I do believe that. Um, I do believe in our rule of law though. And I do believe that the judges hopefully in these cases will try to do what's right. But that being said, this country will not heal unless we put all of this behind us, because here's the deal. If Trump is convicted on any of these things and becomes president and they're, Oh, you know, this criminal can't be president. I mean, they could try to impeach him. Certainly that's an option, but I think every, any Republican that votes for that will be done. Um, but I don't see a way that the country ever moves forward from all of this stuff. This is new territory, indicting 
former presidents. It's never been done. It certainly it's never been done that former president's children have been indicted with this Hunter Biden stuff. I'm going to talk about that in a second. This whole idea of, of a perception of a weaponized Justice Department is not good for the country. And if and if Democrats or Joe Biden or if any of these people cared about the well-being of this country, they would find a way to make this stuff go away and they would take on Trump at the ballot box. Because this will not end well for the country one way or the other. Trump is convicted. Everybody that's behind Trump is going to say it was political. And I can't even imagine where it goes from there. If Trump is acquitted, they're going to say that it wasn't fair. They're going to say all these things. They're going to say our Justice Department. I mean, no matter what, there is no way this ends where anybody feels good about it. And this isn't the type of negotiation where anybody walks away a winner. What do you think? I think I think there's one way out of this or potential, and I could be way off the mark, right? I'm not a political uh, expert at all, right? I'm just an observer. Uh, but I think that the greatest thing that happened for the country and for these cases and both parties was all these boxes of classified documents, you know, stacked on top of the 67 Stingray in Delaware, okay, in Joe Biden's garage. I think that that was great for yep. the country. Why? Right. Uh, the same thing with Pence had some documents. Right. Okay. Is th- that this president, President Joe Biden, had the golden opportunity to, he, you know, for all the people, for, for all the indictments and all those special press and all this stuff, he, he, he could have achieved a desired effect, which is make Trump look bad. And then he also could have showed grace and said, look, you know, uh, right or wrong, we all made these mistakes. Why? Because we don't, you know, as presidents and vice presidents, we don't concern ourselves with the protection of these documents. We concern ourselves with the United States of America. Right. So, you know what? We got some boxes. Everybody gets a pass. We're going to do better. We're going to, you know, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll appoint a, 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 a team and we'll make sure that never happens again. There is an opportunity. There's, there's a way out of this. Uh, I just, you know, I would, I'd be taking that route no matter who I was in, in, in this predicament. I, I agree. That's the right way. And then maybe, you know, I've said this, maybe Congress needs to look at maybe doing something different, um, with former presidents because right. Nobody's quote unquote above the law, but at the same time, this is not a circumstance where the criminal justice system, um, can certainly ever really have a successful resolution of this case, as I mentioned. So maybe there needs to be special treatment for former presidents where, I don't know. Maybe it is tried in politics and not court because no matter Trump can't go to real jail. Trump has secrets in his head. There's nowhere. I don't know even how if he's convicted, what you do with him. You can't send him to jail. Can't lock him up in solitary confinement for the rest of his life. So even if you get the conviction, what he could still run for president. The Constitution doesn't preclude it. So I don't even know what the point of all of this is. But let me ask you this. So as I mentioned, people are losing faith, I believe, in in our justice system based on these. At least certainly it seems that way. DOJ themselves seem to be acknowledging <laughs> that people don't trust them. Because if you saw this sweetheart deal fall apart, and if you guys weren't paying attention, at the last minute, last week on Wednesday, Hunter Biden showed up in court, uh, two tax charges and a gun charge. It was supposed to be, quote unquote, what they're calling a sweetheart deal. It was supposed to go away, pretrial diversion. But something really interesting happened. And there was some funny business that went on. I don't have time to get into it. But essentially, they were trying to use the gun charge to insulate Hunter Biden from any future prosecution. And the judge basically asked the DOJ, is Hunter still under investigation? And there's FARA violations. That's a Foreign Agents Registration Act that he was not registered as a foreign agent, but doing business overseas. And they, yes, they said they were still investigating him for that. And it was essential that this agreement would insulate that. And do you mean for him to not be, you know, prosecuted for it? They said no. 
And after that, the whole deal fell apart. What they were trying to do was use the gun charge to insulate him for further prosecution. The whole thing got thrown out. And a lot of and Jim Jordan is is um, crediting the whistleblower testimony to that from happening. But then just the other day or actually today behind a closed door, Devin Archer, he told the House Oversight Committee that his former business partner, Hunter Biden, and now Devin Archer is going to be going to jail for his own crimes. He was saying that he's selling the illusion of access to his father, according to a source uh, familiar with the closed door interview. What's interesting about that is the White House has consistently tried to play this off as a private matter. He's a private citizen. But this seems to implicate the president himself. So this isn't a private matter. So as much as they try to avoid it. But here's the thing. The DOJ knew how consequential this could be. They asked the judge. Will you supervise the pre-child diversion? Because people don't trust the DOJ to do it because of how political it is. Even the DOJ has recognized the political nature of these prosecutions. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's a weird one. The fact that 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 that, that deal broke down and uh, and now you have Devin Archer and of course everyone's saying it. Hey, it's, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. It, it was just a a phone call about weather and you know he's yeah. showing off and <laughs> you know it only happened 30 40 50 times uh i, I say so at at absolute best right at the best case scenario that means that the, that president joe biden why he was the vice president while his son is doing dealings across the globe he takes these 30 or 40 same style phone calls and again right. this is the at best scenario that they're putting forth is that he doesn't say, "Hey, son, you know, what, what, what are you doing here? Why, why are you putting me if, on?" If he even knows, president. right? Ten percent for the big right? guy. <laughs> right, listen, I gotta go, but uh, thank you, Mark yeah, Naughton, for joining so the show. You're welcome back anytime, and keep the articles coming to the DavidPollockShow.com website. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It is an exciting show. Go to the DavidPollockShow.com if you want to watch this or any past episode, and find me on Twitter at at The Pollock Show. We'll be doing a live space after this show to get all your comments. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to my guests. And please tune in next week, same time, same place. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. WORL, Orlando. News Talk Station of the Year. With this SRN News Update. Starting.